Welcome to Power Up Your Business Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Jones, owner of Q Performance, where through our Power Up Coaching Program, we assist tradie business owners to earn more, take home money, work less, and importantly, create a great lifestyle for themselves and their family based on all the investment of blood, sweat, and tears gone into building a business. We want to make sure that as business owners, you get a return on that. It's not about just doing the job. It's about actually building a business that can serve you and your family, delivering quality time and quality profitability. In this episode, we speak with Marcus Muller from Outdoor Solutions based in Cairns. They're a commercial landscaping business. Marcus has got a great story, common story, starting in 2010, the business starting small, growing, a lot of growing pains, through to 2020, where turning over $3 million, busy, lots happening, but unfortunately, from a personal point of view, a lot of stress, from a financial point of view, no cash, no profit. So Marcus, you'll hear Marcus when he jumped on board our program, how we really try to put structure in place around creating a regular operating rhythm for himself and his team and his clients how he really focused in on his A-class clients and started saying no to the type of work that really distracted him and didn't make any money for him. And more importantly, how he really had to zero in on his focus and be great at doing the little things rather than trying to do too much. He slowed right down, less is more, and was doing the little things really well, like quoting, like following up on clients, like preparing for the week and the day ahead. So really listen to how Marcus has turned the business around from $3 million to actually reducing turnover to now $2 million, but more importantly, a lot more profit, a lot more quality of life, stress is reduced, and confidence in the future has increased dramatically. So again, another great story, everyone. Hope you enjoy. Cheers. You're here to change your life. Because there's too much on the line, you're sacrificing shitload now and your family need to benefit. You've got to make learning a passion for yourself. The clicker for me, come and realise that, hey, I've got to get better at business. Hey, Marcus, good to have you on the podcast, champion, client since 2014. So good to finally have about have a chat and discuss your story yeah thanks jonesy um yeah very uh honored to be here well it's good to good to have you on board and obviously your story is very relatable for you know most tradie businesses out there like we're talking uh just before we just come online and started recording the ups and downs right of business and just give a bit of your background starting your business in 2010 so outdoor solutions landscapes based in cairns mate so Early days, how'd that look? Mate, it sort of started off, I had a career change and um, I wanted to get out of the office. So I was in a sales role and I originally just wanted to get out of the office and go and do some outdoor work on the weekend. And I actually started off just with a uh, residential lawn mowing run um, and you know did that as a sole trader, built that up to a bit of a uh, garden maintenance run, had about sort of 50 clients and had a couple of staff members and, you know, did the whole thing, put a couple of guys on, you know, then put five guys on and then all of a sudden got a rude shock, you know, oh, wow, bass, superannuation, PAYG, 
you know, five guys, lots of complaints from customers. Oh, they don't do the job like you used to do. And, uh, you know, all of these growing pains. And so I scaled it back. And then when I started to look at, you know, scaling it back and looking at numbers and profitability on jobs, I thought, you know, this garden maintenance stuff's pretty, it's not bad, but if you actually want to make some decent money, um, there's so much competition around and and the, the money that you can charge for it isn't great. Like, you know, so I switched over to landscaping and um, I'm more or less self-taught. I did, you know, learn from people that I worked with. I um, I went and did a TAFE course and just was really sort of hungry to learn and, you know, do the best I could. From there, I did a Cert 4 in building construction certificate with master builders and that sort of really underpinned, you know, our business and what where we wanted to go and that's in commercial landscape construction. Yeah, that's where you've done a really good job at the moment to really position yourself as the experts in that space and the experts at solving commercial clients' problems. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, you know, where, where we are now. But just coming back on that journey, so you had that transition, yeah, from the lawn mowing and then into the landscaping, into the commercial side. So year three, year four, year five, year six, year seven operating, and as you sort of alluded to, it's a bit like, yep, yeah, we're busy, there should be money in the bank, but then you get hit with tax. There's no money there, and then each week you're trying to to pay the boys, and you're struggling to pay yourself. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the the huge shock, you know, um, in those early days um, when we went from you know just having myself and and two offsiders, and I got another another ute and, and trailer, you know, put on another crew, and uh, you know, thought, oh, this is great, you know, and um, and then it came time to do um, you know bass. I was doing them quarterly at the time and everything more or less tripled and profits, you know, halved and, you know, where was the money coming from? And I just went, wow. And and I was literally just putting out fires like every, nearly every client was ringing up and saying, oh, the guys didn't do this or they haven't done this. And, you know, I just thought, oh, yeah, like, you know, you always say, yeah, um, anyone with a heartbeat, here you go. Here's the keys. Go out and get it done, son. <laughs> And and that was exactly how how I approached it, um, not knowing any better. And look, that's where just framing it for everyone that's listening. That's what we term the classic trading mindset, which is growing broke. In the trading mindset, you think to get ahead financially and to make things better, you got to say yes to everyone. And you grow, you grow the top line, you grow the jobs, you grow your customers, you grow your team. But growing broke means, obviously, from a cash perspective, cash flow and profit, it's going south while everything else is going north. But that is a common problem that tradie business owners face in the tradie mindset because they've only got one lever. They've only got one understanding that, okay, to get ahead, just do more. And that's the worst thing you can do, Yeah, and as you found. And then coming up to that 2017, 2018, mate, before you jumped on board and engaged Q Performance and jumped on the Power Up program, couple of things that we've gone through or that you've noted, you know, the real problems. Obviously, you're having problems with getting the right people, right? Hiring the right people and having that problem with what we call, yeah, hiring too fast, okay? Just getting, again, someone with a heartbeat just to fill the void, um, which causes pain. Issues with job management, you know, really managing your, your cost of goods, managing your materials, managing your purchase orders, getting your quotes right, getting the scope of works correct, and the big thing that you're really having struggle with as well, correct, mate, is that time management with that constantly feeling stress, right? You're just constantly on that hamster wheel, spinning, 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 
doing more, 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 but not getting ahead. And then ultimately, then that caused the the, the financial stress and the financial pressures, where just that constant, you know, worrying about the numbers. So that's sort of that catalyst coming up to 2018. But yeah, how was that feeling where before you reached out and you knew that you needed some help? How were you feeling uh, at the time? Yeah, again, eight years in, you've been operating for a long time. You've had a lot of war wounds at this stage. Yeah, look, um, I guess, you know, we'd had we'd had some pretty good successes, some really good successes. But on the other side, we had some pretty terrible losses. And, um, you know, you, you sort of get to the end of the week or the end of the month or the end of the year and you're sort of scratching your head and you're going, you know, is this really worth it? What what can I do better? Especially when you've had some really good successes and and mm. you know, those those great feelings carry you through. Mm. Um, but not consistently. And it's a bit hit and miss. And, you know, that uncertainty is a huge stressor when, you know, you're quoting on jobs and you're winning jobs and you you don't really know how the result's going to go. You know, you, you think, well, I'm going to do my best and I'm going to give it a red-hot crack. But realistically, when I look back on it, we didn't really know. I was I was winging it, you know, shooting from the hip, going, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, you know. And same with the journey, like in the early days when we moved over to con- uh, landscape construction, I was lucky enough to land a few really good commercial projects. But at the time, I was also doing residential i was you know i was doing a bit of everything you're doing maintenance yeah we still were doing maintenance and we were doing landscape you know residential commercial and um you know i look back on that and i just think wow it was just such such a mess and you know the big thing is um when we talk about the team finding the right people but more not just finding the right people but bringing out the best in the team you know Mm. everyone bringing their a game I think as a business owner, one of the the biggest things that I've tried to do in in all the work we've done is try and remove the frustration from the daily operations of the business Mm. because, you know, frustrations make work unpleasant. You know, frustrations cost you money and, you know, it's really hard to build a culture when you're just getting frustrations and those frustrations come around by you know, not being prepared, um, you know, basically skimming over things, you know, shooting from the hip, so to speak. Yeah, well, I think that's one of the things that you were having that that problem with. I think coming back to the quoting as an example, right, you were getting people on board and giving them responsibility to the quoting. They probably weren't the right people to do the quoting. You didn't have enough invested in getting the right systems in the background, right? Um, you were often expecting some good results there, but it wasn't set up to to succeed consistently. So that's where you get that sick feeling in the guts going, geez, I hope I've you know, I hope the scope's right, I hope the pricing's right, I hope I've allowed for everything right, I hope I've got the variations right. Agree. And for you, and again, this is where on your journey you're coming on in eighteen and, and nineteen and we and we got some good good wins on the board. You know, you had some record years of over three million dollars turnover. Plus, but then you found it with that, like again, those growing pains where it's 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 feeling good, like we're we're growing, but it's more is not better. But you were struggling, and this is where yeah, we often had some pretty stern conversations, right? Where Marcus, we've got to get rid of this residential business. We've got to get rid of this maintenance. We've got to say no. Now, at the time, just give your listeners a bit like there, there was a bit of yeah, 
mate, I can't help you unless you're going to make this call. Right? Yeah, I think it's, it's really funny looking back on it, Jonesy, because I think when I first came to the Cube and, and started working with you and stuff, like you said, look, I've, I've heard all these excuses before. Everyone says, oh, my my business is different. Oh, we do things this way. And, you know, and you were like really adamant. You've just got to drop all the excuses and, and buy into this. And I think probably that was the biggest hurdle at the start. Mm. You know, when you're in, in a coaching session, you can say to your coach, oh, yeah, 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 and agree with it. But if you don't go away and follow through and, and do the work, you're not really getting the value out of out of the processes. And I think I was very guilty of that. Like I was like, you know, super keen, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, I was going away and my mind was just, you know, I was spread too thin and I didn't have the focus. I didn't, you know, I was still hanging on to some excuses or some old habits and I just wasn't applying myself 100% to the system and the process um, and the lessons that were to be learned. As a result, the results were intermittent, you know, like, and, um, yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. And, um, you know, you, you've got this saying, um, we've got this saying in the community about having um, an inch wide, uh, mile deep focus, as opposed to mile wide and inch deep. Um, and I was certainly a, a person that had a mile wide inch deep focus I was just you know looking at all these different things and wanting to try you know implement all these things and had all these great ideas but I wasn't actually applying myself and being focused and doing the actual hard work to get it right I was just Mm -hmm. skimming the surface on on things and and then getting frustrated because it wasn't working and that frustration carries onto the team the team's getting frustrated when the team's frustrated, you know, we're, you know, not delivering on our promise. We're not doing, you know, getting the jobs done right. And, you know, you get turnover because people are unhappy because, you know, you know, work's, work's stressful. So, you know, being able to turn things around and seeing from the other uh, members of the community that have done really well and learning from their journey and asking them, hey, what's been your secret? And, um, you know, hearing other guys say, well, it's, just do the work, put the work in. We always talk about focus on the community calls. So it's being focused and and doing the work and, and, you know, that's really good. The other thing that's been really good, Jonesy, is, you know, that regular rhythm that you talk about, the success habits, the rocks that you need in your, in your calendar, the things that are non-negotiable just have to be done and setting up a regular rhythm as a business owner not, you know, for myself, but also a regular rhythm for my team. So everyone sort of understands, yeah, this is how we roll. This is the regular rhythm of things. Mm-hmm. So you're just getting the the really important tasks, the success habits that are key to um, getting the results. You're doing those um, relentlessly. You know, you're focused on them and you're not just making excuses. You're not doing them um, half-assed. You're just focused and, and doing them in a regular rhythm, and and that's that's a huge relief. Just knowing, like on the weekend, yeah, I know what my week's going to look like. You know, I'm on Mondays. I'm this is the success habit I'm going to do. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. If things change or whatever, I don't stress too much because I know that okay, something might have popped up, but that's cool. I'm st- I'm still going to do that. I'm going to make sure I need to get that task done because um, that's going to ensure that my business is 
running smoothly. Yeah, and you've done really well there, and that's been the catalyst for this last 12 months change, which has been a massive turnaround, uh, staying to that rhythm, and that's about discipline, okay? It's about, again, that inch-wide, mile-deep focus because I just want to go back for that and touch on that, especially for the listeners so they understand is that, you know, you're in that, you know, mile-wide, inch-deep focus. Like you said, you're scratching the surface. You'd be looking at a new job sock job uh, management system you'd be looking at a hr system you'd be looking at a safety system you'd be looking at team members you'd be looking at a hr manager you'd be looking at let's just do let's do marketing for residential construction let's do maintenance let, oh, and, and, and by the way our, our core let's do a little bit on our core uh you know commercial landscaping it was ridiculous right and so some of the sessions that we had you know point blank you come up with excuses why didn't you do x oh jonesy you know it's like well i can't help you right but again you were just so distracted and again there was that lack of implementation and as you know we always say it's pretty simple just just do it don't think just do it just do our process implement it be great at doing it and when you're great at doing the little things really well the big results follow uh and that's and it's great and, and leaning into our community like jason hobson and you know maddie lowlett and uh, peter hill and you know malcolm and kylie uh, Vandergraff, you know what I mean? They do it well, and that's a great thing in the community. Just like success leaves clues, as we always say, you don't have to reinvent the wheel or reinvent the Bible, as you say. Yep. Just do it. I think the really important thing, you know, that I'd like your listeners to know as well, Jonesy, is that, you know, in um, 2020 there, I I was very distracted and, and I, I wasn't putting in the work. And I came to you and I just said, look, you know, I need to have a break because I'm not getting value out of the program because I'm not doing the work. And because I'm not doing the work, I'm not seeing the results. And and so I had a break for, you know, six or or 12 months, whatever it was. Mm. And through that time, you were, you know, really patient. You kept me sort of had access to the program and I, I could still see what was going on. And I was kind of like out there free floating for a while. And then I think I came back to you at the end of 2020 and went, Jonesy, mate, I need help. And that was the moment where I went, okay, righto, now I'm going to put my head down. Now I understand, no more excuses. And, you know, from there, it's just been, you know, every post's been a winner, basically. Well, look, as you know, from our point of view, we just want to help you and, and help everyone out there succeed. People are putting a lot on the line. They're investing a lot. They're sacrificing a lot, you know, sacrificing time away from family, sacrificing other things they could be doing. So we want you to succeed and from our point of view, you've got to be ready, and that's why we give people space, because you've got to be ready. We don't want to waste our time. You don't want to waste your time because you get frustrated, and you know that I get bloody frustrated. frustrates the shit out of me when I see someone that's on the cusp of doing well, but they're procrastinating, they're sitting on their hands, they don't want to get out of their comfort zone, and ultimately just have a goddamn crack at this. All right, let's have a crack at it really well and stop that excuses, stop the, old, oh, yeah, I'm different. Oh, Jonesy. Oh, Jonesy, you, you, I'm different, but brother, yeah, you know that I don't really take to that too well, do I? When I hear that, and and I think the the really big thing, like you talk about leaning into it, and um, you know, doing the work and applying yourself. The community calls that we have every Tuesday night. Previously, in the past, I was, you know, I hadn't really committed to those. I was on mm. on a few, but. You know, I made a commitment, right, this is this is part of the program. This is just as important as everything else in the program. 
So I've made a commitment to make sure I'm there every Tuesday night, you know, be involved, participate, listen, and learning from the other guys, hearing their success stories or what hasn't worked has been really, you know, really important because you can see, like, it's great when you see other guys in the community that are getting the great results from doing the work. It's really inspiring. And for me personally, that's been a huge huge benefit to sort of be involved in those calls and and have that feedback from everyone well you've been great again especially over the last 12 18 months really getting into the community and being a valuable member of the community contributing as you know with our community it's about sharing where there's no competition here we've got an abundance mentality where it's just like if i'm doing something well share it with the crew likewise you know because they'll share it with you agree Uh, and that's a great thing about having a a like-minded community of business owners, entrepreneurs, business performance people who want to who want the betterment for the whole industry and the whole community. And that's that's the exciting thing that we're building and that's a great thing uh, having you know yourself and the rest of the crew on board, which is what we're really proud of. And in the back of that and, and really so in that last 12, 18 months, which has been so great just seeing your transformation, a couple of the key things which I want to touch on. The importance of the way we do it here. The importance of you crystallizing your vision in terms of that, what you know, where you want to be and that aspirational vision. The importance of the promise, what you deliver to your customers every time you show up, and then the importance of the values, which is essentially the choices that your team have to make every day. And if you, then rolling it back, if your team make those choices, they're aligned to the values. They will deliver on the promise to the client, and then more times we deliver on the promise to our client we will achieve our big vision. Now, framing that, that took a while, didn't it, to really get you to buy into the way we do it, to really understand the power of the way we do it. So many people go, yeah, James, look, I've got the document here and I've rolled it out and it's not working. I don't know what's going on. It doesn't work. Just explain how important it is to, for you to really understand it, for you to really buy into it, and then the power of that now going forward with, again, a small team, a lot smaller team than you've had previously, but the output is far greater. Yeah, look, I think that's probably one of the most difficult parts. Like you said, it's it's probably the most important part of the, the process. It's also one of the most difficult because you've got to really think about your business um, and what it means. You know, I think when we started, we, we had some really long-winded promises and visions and values and can I, just, thing, can I just say one thing? I think yeah. it was full of it was full of fluff. It was full of fluff, and I think the most you know, I always remember you saying that you should be able to ask any team member on any given day, "What's our promise? What are our values?" And they should be able to come back and spit them out. So it had to be really simple. Get rid of all the fluff, and um, yeah, it's taken a lot of hard work to come up with that. And it's a revision as well. So like every 12 months, you sort of look at it and go, all right, is this relevant? What does that mean? The other big thing is once we sort of, we have a, a solid sort of set of values and a solid promise, talking about that amongst the team and, you know, really incorporating that, threading that into the daily activities of the business and daily conversations, which I found very difficult to start mm-hmm. with. And You've been great in, in coaching me to help to own that. And it's like anything, you just get better at it the more you do it. Talking about 
the value and you know the choice and the behavior and i i found it really difficult but having that uh, authenticity and vulnerability that we speak about i just said to the team look guys I, i'll be really honest like this is not easy for me um but i need to do this i need to be saying these things so they say they sort of knew and then as it was happening like week in week out now it's just coming naturally where you're reinforcing those values um, and aligning it back to choices and behaviors of of each uh, team member yeah and you're doing that really well now as we talk about it's about sharing the story and it's connecting Mm. stories Mm. with Mm. the values so that people can understand because it brings in different concepts different perceptions different backgrounds different environments that people have brought up on um, mm. And they're bringing to the table, and that, that connects them. Then it's like the, the aha moment. Oh, okay, I really get it now. That's why yeah. stories are so important. That's why when you have meetings, it's not just one way. This is people for listening. When you're having your meetings, just try and think about having letting other people talk more. You got two ears and one mouth. So, as we say, speak yep. um, half as much as you're listening. Right. So, allow your team members to start telling the story. Give them confidence then they'll really understand, okay, these are the choices that I'm going to make. Wow, if I make more of these choices that are aligned to our habits, hey, I'm going to get more pats on the back. Hey, our clients are happier. And more importantly, as you know, it's about creating that framework that everyone feels safe in it because everyone believes in the way we're out here. And as you know, over the years, man, you've had to get rid of people that you thought were, were, were you know, fitting into the way we're out here or believed in it, but they didn't mm. believe in it. So it's like, see you later. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you've done really well there with that. And that's given you that, like I said, that springboard to mm. then, as we talk about the art of the, the, the conversation, you can then have good conversations now around that to your A-class clients. You can yep. confidently sit in front of a commercial landscaping client and say, this is the way we do it here. This is how I'm the expert at solving your problems because of, and you know that you're confident that your team's going to deliver on that now. How's yeah. how, How's that different? having the confidence in that now place you moving forward? Oh, 100%. Like, overall, being a lot more relaxed and confident because I've got clarity and in, mm. in, you know, the numbers and, you know, all the processes. We've got the right team. We've communicated. We're delivering on our promise, the values. You know, it's a happy, happy workplace. So that just breeds confidence and your clients and the people you work with can tell they they pick up on that and it gives them confidence and then that's why they want to do business with you because you know they're they're confident that you're going to deliver that was a huge thing as well getting over that hurdle or that mindset that you know oh we're in commercial it's really um uh really competitive margins are tight in commercial that took me ages to get over that hurdle and then you know one day the, the penny finally dropped and i went oh you can go broken sitting at home. So, what's the point of even doing the doing the job if if the margins aren't right, if the profit's not built into the job? And you know, the client, it's about giving them confidence that we are the experts. We are going to deliver your project hassle free. You know, we might be a little bit dearer, but we're thorough. You know, we're going to get the job done on time, on budget hassle-free we're your industry experts and i've had feedback from clients where that's exactly what they've said so you might be a little bit dearer but we know all of those things you tick all these boxes and um now we only work with a handful of select clients and a lot of it's just repeat business from these 
you know, select few builders and, and clients and it's just that relationship. Their staff know our staff. We know exactly what we're going to do. And if there's ever anything that needs to be, you know, discussed or addressed, it's always done in a, a good manner and sorted out straight away. And it's just happy days because, like I said, all the frustration um, has been taken out of the operations of the business. So we're all calm and we're all, you know, we've all got clarity around what needs to happen and what our roles are, and, and that brings some um, confidence. And that comes back to that period, really focusing on okay, who is that A class client? Who are they? What are they pro? In terms of they've got to respect us. They believe in the value that we deliver. Our values are aligned as well, which is really important. You know, mm. so you know, if we've got respect, they've got to have respect, honesty, integrity. You know, you've really aligned with the right type of client. So ultimately, as you alluded to, it's not about the price. They've got peace of mind knowing that you know, Marcus and your team will deliver value and remove my headaches. It's not about price at the end of the day because you've gone above and beyond to really educate them. You know, we talk about educating your A-class clients, why you are more expensive, the value that you deliver. And then once you get that real radar and zero in on that A-class client, and you know that these are our profitable clients, it's a lot easier to say no to everyone else. But when you don't know your numbers, like you said, you're not really sure your position, you're not sure on the way we do it here, then that's when, oh, I'll just say yes to this client. And that's where the frustration sets in. That's when your team get the shits because they're going, they're getting pulled and pulled and pushed to job to job and different jobs. Things aren't ready. But now, same type of client. So in other words, our quoting system is the same. Yeah, you know, it's consistent the way we do purchase orders, the way we do claims, the way our team set up work health safety. It's all consistent, and more importantly, your team are happy because they know they're working with clients that actually value what we're doing. They actually respect us, and that's a big thing. Rocking on the site, knowing that I'm ready to put in a good day's work, and you know what, I'm stoked to be here. And I'm happy to put in a good day's work because I'm respected for doing this. Yeah, and and that's the other thing too, Jamesy. Like with even with our quoting and expression of interest um, documents, I've put a lot of a lot more detail and a lot more thought into how I present them, and you know, making sure that I'm letting the client, educating the client, know, educating the client that we are across this. We've covered off on the scope of works. This is exactly what we've allowed for. Making it really simple and easy for them to um, understand our quoting and our pricing. And then, so when they look at it, it's it's all there for them. And then, you know, that that the art of the conversation, like you you always talk about, ringing up and talking about the program, the scope. You know, letting them know what our processes are, letting them know that we want to, you know, be prepared and and deliver a great project for them. So building that conversation, which builds up rapport with the clients, so that it's not the price. And if there is a price issue, there's a conversation around the price. Um, and it might be a certain element of the scope or, you know, and it's a negotiation and I, I can then have a look at the job and because I've structured my quotes and I've got the bill of quantities right and the margins right and I'm, I'm really confident in the way I've quoted the job, I can then make an informed decision whether, you know, there's a bit of room to move, you know, whether I can meet them halfway or whether I just say, look, no, this is this is it. This is what it is. I'm sorry, I don't. But it's nice when you have that relationship with the clients and you're having those conversations, you're having that feedback and you've got 
the choice there. You know, do I want to sharpen my pencil a little bit or do I need to just stick to my guns? And and I think that's great. It's it's nice having that luxury with clients. Well, that's it. And you can do that when you've got, because you're putting the detail in the scope, you can then change the scope. All the quotes got the details in there. Mm. So you can pick the piece apart. You don't just drop it. It's like, mm. well, we can we can totally drop the overall project price, but we're going to have to remove mm. elements of the scope. Exactly. And, and again, because you're building up the confidence with these clients, they respect you. You know, they've got confidence in your skill and expertise. And this is where I want listeners to really take note here. And this is where we talk about inch wide, mile deep. Is that you're you've gone you go through a lot of detail and invest a lot of time in the initial stages from a quote when you get a lead, you know, through to a prospect, through to a quote, through to trying to convert the job, right? You're investing a lot of time to ensure that you've got the right detail, the scope, the team are ready to go, you're educating the client, right? Now, a lot of people in listen in, in the listeners out there, they probably think, oh, that's great, but I haven't got time for that. Well, I'm just going to say, if you haven't got time for that, you shouldn't be doing these jobs. And this is where it comes back to, you've now got the time because you've been saying no to all the other distractions. Now, 100%. back in the day, you couldn't go to this level of detail and, and be great at this. I'm talking about being great from a lead to converting. You've got to be great in this day and age if you want to make money. Yep. You're now great. Back in the day, you were ordinary because, again, oh, maintenance issues. I've got this. I'm trying to do residential. I've got this shiny object that's not working. And, again, the old classic mile-wide, inch deep, right? You just scratch the surface on it. Oh, yeah, Jonesy, yep. I called up. Oh, you cool. I remember we had a, a really good conversation one day. You asked me, did you do this? Did you do that? Have you done this? Have you done that? And I was like, no, 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 no. And you're like, well, can you honestly say that you brought your A game to the table? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, not yeah, probably probably my C game. Yeah, and C game. like you said, you've got to be great. It's bring your A game, be great at it, or don't bother. But don't bother. And this is where so many people are wasting their time. This is where so many people, and as you know, that sort of approach us for help and they say, oh, yeah, I want to do this and they want to do that. But then if they're not prepared to change and they're not prepared to say no, but more importantly, they're not prepared to be great at it, mm. we can't help them. Mm. Uh, and that's, again, a credit to you, mate, to really having this great transformation and, again, getting the detail and everything that you're doing, removing the distractions, again, those shiny objects that we talk about. Mm. Um, that you know, you were a classic at you're like a cat man, every little shiny object you were jumping at it. It's like, I'm doing this every <laughs> session. We'll do you'd say, I've got a new project now, I've got something new, and you, a new shiny object. And I'd just be sitting there, just shaking my head, just going, What are you doing, man? I think the you know, like, really, really important thing is like, we said no to residential clients because straight off the bat, the residential clients, first of all, quoting. The amount of phone calls that come in, oh, can you do this little retaining wall, a little bit of paving, blah, blah, blah. The amount of time that that was zapping out of my week of having to drive out, meet these people, scope the job out, that was just huge. So I don't do that anymore. It's great. I've got another contractor who I refer all my work to. And I, I always sort of think, you know, I do it in a really nice way. And I always sort of think, oh, you poor fella having to deal with all this. But he's happy to do it. That's where he's at. And that's fine. But that's just saved me so mm. much time now we're not we're not having to go and do these little little residential jobs we're focusing on being great at at the the commercial work so that's what we rather than being average yeah because that's the thing though that you know your sweet spot is commercial 
the person that you're referring to the work to, you know, their sweet spot should be residential. Or the, exactly. first, the person that you're referring maintenance, that's their sweet spot. You know, mm. They don't want to do commercial because they're, they're saying exactly the same thing. The last thing I want to do is deal with bloody commercial. It's too hard, work health safety and the margins or whatever. It's not their sweet spot. Mm. Don't even go there. Don't even try and fill a gap and try to do some work in there because it's going to be pain. It's going to be painful. And that's that that difference now where you know, you've got that sweet spot where you know, and, and like this is what we say, if you do get a referral, be mm. professional. Say, no, I no longer do maintenance, but I've got an expert in the in the maintenance game or the residential game. Here's their number. Now, they will leave you in by thinking, wow, thanks, Marcus, for being so honest, mm. as opposed to what you've done and what a lot of people do yeah, is what you've done in the past is like, yeah, okay, yeah, send through send through the information and I'll I'll send you a quote. Mm. You never get back to it. Like, you know, in the back of your mind, you're never going to get back to the quote. So you leave a bad taste in that person's mouth. Absolutely, yeah. Because you think you're trying to do the right thing by going, oh, look, I'll try and help you out. The worst thing you can do mm. is say, give me the quote and I'll try and get to it. You're never going to yeah. get to it. Say then and there, I'm not an expert at this. Mm. Frank's the expert and there's the number. Good luck. Wow, yeah. Marcus is so good. And now I've got awesome. so much more time to do all my success habits, all the important things. I've got so much more time and I'm, I'm just more relaxed and enjoying it a lot more. Well, I think that this is the thing now because of that rhythm and talk about, as you know, and we're from a numbers point of view. So I'll just touch on the numbers first. So again, what we're looking at this year, you know, from that from a turnover point of view, you know, I think we're – We've actually reduced from where we were in, say, 2020 to where we are now. We've reduced turnover by maybe about 40%. So we're going to be pushing towards about a $2 million turnover this year. So mm. still nice and healthy. Mm. But as you know, the big thing is we're going to be pushing towards a, a 12%, 30%, 15% operating profit, right? Mm. After you've drawn a wage, paid superation, everything like that, as opposed to making a loss. So it's that less is more, less turnover, more profit, less jobs more productivity, less team, more engagement, more empowerment. So the the massive improvement is great on the numbers point of view. But now I want to tap into it too because as you know from our point of view in the program, it's not just about the numbers, not about the business. It's an holistic holistic view of the individual, right? Success habits, you can't just have success habits in business and then not have them in your personal life. There's got to be a crossover, right? And the great thing that you've noted, you know, previously, you know, your stress levels were up around you know, nine or 10, it's now <laughs> dropped down to you know three or four. So it's mm. a massive drop. And then mm. the big thing too, along line with that, your confidence was down around you know two, two or three, you know, really mm. low. It's now eight or nine. Mm. So just from that personal point of view and that confidence and slowing things down and having time, you know, how much positive impact has had that on your personal life now and just and that contentment you know, moving forward that, you know what, I am in control and I have got working towards a good balance. As we know, things always happen, float in and out, and that can be, uh, you can get, life can hit you in the face, but now you're feeling like you're a lot more resilient to what's thrown at you. Yeah, absolutely. It goes back to having those those rocks in the, in the calendar, those non-negotiables. And, you know, one of the rocks is is your self-care, your time to look after your own health and well-being. You know, whether it be exercise, you know, spending time with, with friends and family or recreational pursuits or whatever, you need to have that time for yourself to ensure you can be the best 
leader and best you know business owner you can so by having the success habits and the rocks in there and and the rhythm and being disciplined and sticking to it it means that okay i'm not working till five six seven p.m i'm trying to get out of here at three or four o'clock each day just like the guys are trying to finish at three or four o'clock each day and so we can go home in the afternoon and you've got a few hours there to do whatever you need to do and by prioritizing that time in the business to do what what the tasks are but also personally as well it 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 creates that good balance for yourself we talked about frustration and removing frustration by reducing our our turnover as such we're not working constantly like push and push and push and there's a degree of comfortable sort of comfortableness in the um in the schedule we're doing great we're making money but we're not sort of rushing from one job to the next and we're getting home at at three or four o'clock in the afternoon and having that great balance of lifestyle so if the guys work back to five or six o'clock it's usually because they've you know failed to prepare or forgotten Mm -hmm. something and i'm able to put that back onto them and say well look guys did that align with this value that choice and behavior the reason why you were stuck doing this was because you didn't bring you know bring your a game on this particular day yeah and 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 that planning and that preparation. And it starts yeah. with, you alluded to it before, and this is what I want everyone to sort of take heed if you're struggling with time management. Be great on a Friday. Be great on that Friday afternoon. Plan the week ahead. Call the clients to make sure that's ready to go. Don't assume the job's ready to go. Call the suppliers. Call any subcontractors. Lock in the week, like you'd mentioned before, so you can have a nice weekend, and then you roll into Monday and you're pumped and you're ready to go. So yeah. it is about being great at that planning and preparation. And mm. as you mentioned, the, the key thing is, is, is that from a less is more point of view, you know, you could be spending 12, 10 hours a day working, working, busy, busy, busy. Oh, Jonesy, I'm busy. Mm. But a lot of the time it's been reactive. Mm. So what we want, work less. But when you're working eight hours, you're getting eight hours productivity as opposed to maybe working eight hours and only getting four hours productivity, right? Or working 12 hours and only getting four hours productivity. That's what most people are doing. And then therefore that time encroaches on your personal space. You come home, you're grumpy. Then you're not sharpening your personal saw, whether it be reading a book or, as you mentioned, going for a walk or going to the gym. So then you're rolling the next day and it just becomes that that cycle because you've got to be great as that business owner. You've got to be great on a personal side of things. You can't be dull. You've got to be sharp with your decision-making, sharp with your choices, sharp with your intent in everything you do, and obviously sharp with your focus. And that's where people say, oh, look, I'm working. I'm already working 80 hours a week. Yeah, How can I invest another half a day on planning and preparation? Well, I say invest that half, invest four hours of planning and preparation the preceding for the, the upcoming week. You'll knock mm. off 20 hours of ridiculous mm goddamn mm. wasted work right or, or reactive time and that's a great thing now that yeah you've really bought into that now and it's just a it's part of that weekly rhythm monthly rhythm, yeah and your rhythm. consistency consistency is the key to everything and you know having that consistent rhythm the consistent delivery the consistent staff the consistent method of quoting the clients know what to expect the suppliers know what to expect the staff know what to expect it's a consistent delivery of of service on all levels mm. and it it breeds that confidence it it everyone knows that it's peace of mind that yep you know outdoor solutions are going to deliver 
and at this consistent level across the board. And I think that's that's the key to success, really. Yeah, and I love that. And you're definitely spot on. It is that consistency. And I like what you said there, consistency at all levels. So in other words, you're consistent with how you plan the week. You're consistent with your you know, planning and preparation, how you call clients, how we educate clients when you've got a quote, how you start a job, how you finish your job, how you do team meetings. Everything is consistent. And that's what people want. Good people, good clients just want consistency. Just be yeah. consistent. And that's where it comes back to doing the little things really well uh, and having that de- dedication there and that discipline. So it's great, mate. It's really it's really been exciting, again, these last 12 months, and, and the future's looking very promising, right? And one of the key things, again, one of the, the I just want to touch on because I want to get your sort of final takeaway and, and what you sort of recommend for business owners out there to how to improve so they can earn more, work less, and create a great life. But, again, just touching on one of the things that you mentioned is that the keys for you is, yeah, is trust the process in terms of trust our process, trust the methodology, and ditch the excuses. So I, I love that, right? And I think everyone, we can all make excuses, but you've got to be honest with yourself. If you're not liking the environment that you're living in right now, you've created it, right? So ditch your excuses and get disciplined and get focused. So, yeah, really awesome, brother. But so what do you reckon? Well, what would you recommend for any other tradie out there that's potentially struggling, being where you've been before? What is, what's a bit of a key takeaway or words of wisdom that you'd impart I guess, you know, it's got to come from within to start with. There has to be a, a driver personally that for some reason you want to change and make an improvement to your business and your and your life. You know, that's got to be the most important thing. And once you make that decision, then to, you know, seek out the help and make yourself vulnerable and and apply yourself, you know, and I think that's, the, the beauty of um, the Cube Performance um, coaching platform is that you show us the way to do it. You show us what the success habits are. You coach us on being great at doing them. And all we need to do is like drop the excuses, apply ourselves, participate, become involved and get better. And I think that's, that's the beauty of it. So yeah, like for any business owners out there, that want to make a change, seek out the help, but then apply yourself to the process and, and drop the excuses. You know, I like that. And I like one of the things you mentioned there is is to to move ahead. You've got to be vulnerable, right? To make change, you've got to be vulnerable because that opens you up to old wounds or potentially highlighting things that you've done wrong previously. But you've got to be vulnerable, especially for your team and, and everyone going forward so that people understand you. And that means you're willing to change. So, and again, from that personal level, but, you know, I appreciate that, mate. It's, um, and I think on that too, with everyone in any, you know, shape of life or whatever sporting endeavor you're doing or academic, you know, be in a like-minded group. You need that good, strong community that, you know, success leaves clues, that people have been there before you, jump on board, be surrounded by like-minded people. That is key for success. That's definitely one of the key things that I've experienced in my life. That's for sure. Absolutely, and like I, I love hearing from other business owners in the community uh, on the journey that they've been, especially like within the cube. There's so many other guys in in the group, or you know, guys and girls in the group that have their journey. They've 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 had success. They've gone away from the process. They've had to 
recalibrate, refocus. It, it's great. Like, and it doesn't, it doesn't all just click in at once. You've got to be really patient. It can, it, at the start, it can seem very overwhelming, but you've just got to narrow down your focus, concentrate on doing the little things, be great at them, trust the process. And by listening to other members in the group and hearing their journey, it gives you, you know, like confidence and faith that, look, this actually does work and it's not easy, but other people have, have done it and got the results. So if I do, I'll get the results as well. That's right. And being on, being on that journey with that like-minded group that helps you in the journey of, of the ups and downs. Yeah. So that's good, mate. Well, thanks for jumping on this podcast, Marcus. Great to have you. Yeah, thanks, Jonesy. And just finishing off, obviously, being a Rabbitohs fan. So go the Rabbitohs in 2023, mate. Mate, we're looking good this year. So, um, yeah, feeling, feeling confident. As long as we beat those roosters. You're here to change your life. Because there's too much on the line. You're sacrificing a shitload now and your family need to benefit. You've got to make learning a passion for yourself. The clicker for me come and realise that, hey, I've got to get better at business. 